The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. listening to Making Life Brighter on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, where we provide you with the latest information in natural healing, consciousness training, and all cutting-edge healing modalities, featuring experts in their field, including authors, musicians, and artists. Making Life Brighter is your forum for healing, inspiring, and uplifting entertainment. Here is your host, Winifred Adams. Good morning. I hope everybody out there is going jolly this morning. I'm your host, Winifred Adams, and you're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio. Today, we're going to continue our Conversations in Consciousness series with special guest Igor. And Igor is a self-made, on the way to masterdom, if he's not already a master, in uh, awareness, wakefulness, as he calls it, and so we're going to have a conversation with Igor that is amazing, and I can't wait to share that with you today. He is a, a master soul coming along, and uh, many people are following Igor all over the world. I had the opportunity to meet with him and see him speak locally here in Malibu last year, and now we're sitting down, so it's just wonderful. Um, you're going to really enjoy this. It's part of our whole mission here at Making Life Brighter for upliftment, uh, conscious entertainment, conscious growth, any kind of contemplation, and that's part of what we're doing. So this goes right along with that. And what's amazing is for those of you that really loved the Lee McCloskey series and all of his artwork and the things that we talked about in the consciousness series for that, Igor fits right into that, and he is another extension of that great consciousness coming through. So you will love him, and you'll love his sweet voice. Just, I hope everything about him, it's its great. It's my joy to bring to you this summer all of these great shows and these great people doing amazing things on Earth. So for all the terrible terrorism, bombings, people that are not centered in their heart and doing things that aren't seemingly loving to one another. This is the opposite of that. And there are wonderful things happening on this planet today. So despite what we're seeing, and despite the downtrodden kind of hopeless feeling at times that we get, take heart. Know that all of that is spurring us and our souls to a greater place where we won't accept that behavior anymore. We're coming to a place of collective unity and sort of fleshing out all the energies that are not serving us. And we are one by one cleansing out any tentacles that don't really resonate anymore with us. Now, some people would call radicalism, um, you know, their point of view of fleshing that out. But I think anytime you take another life, that's not really being in their heart of hearts, whatever that is to you. And here we're focusing on people that are doing things in the world to uplift us. And Making Life Brighter Radio is all about upliftment. It's all about 
the sweetness and consciousness, the aha moments, the things that we're doing as we move forward and building on that and taking the passion that other people have by connecting themselves to their own spirit and bringing that forward into the world for showcase as well. And that could be through art. It can be through literature. It can be through, you know, rock and Ron's rolls. It could be through food. Whatever it is that's someone's passion, I have great passion to discover. What is it that makes that person tick? Why are they so fascinating? What are they doing that's in our world and that's uplifting us? It's just, I think that's always been something I've been interested in since I was a little girl. And people would say, oh, you don't want to hear my stories. And I'm like, yeah, I really do. I do. <laughs> I really, really do. I love all the stories of humanity that, that people tell. And it's kind of like the woman in gold. And hearing that story from Randall Schoenberg last year and how he won the case against Austria and brought that back, it's the same kind of passion. Here's somebody that they don't even know why, but they're so convicted to do something that makes a difference. And everyone's collective conviction in that way made it a progressive and positive change for something that had been wrongfully taken from them from the Nazis, for example. So I hope that today you really enjoy this series and it's it's two parts. So today is just the first part of my interview with Igor, just like I did with Jeff Fasano for the Archangel Michael channelings. And I really hope you like that show too. So back to our elephants. I hope that you all are, are still keeping up with the elephants and you can go to globalelephants.org and check out what they're doing there and find out how the progress is going for the movement of the elephants to the sanctuary come September. And thank you to everyone who has donated. Thank you to all that are participating. Thank you to everyone that's following along. And we are getting ready for a big fundraiser over here in the fall in, in Malibu. And we are going to help with that project just a little bit more in the next phase of whatever they're doing toward the elephant sanctuary. So it's a free roam sanctuary, if you haven't heard, and the elephants get to roam free and more or less rehab. And they're so vital to our planet, and this is such an amazing place that they get to walk around freely that, you know, it's it's a no-brainer for, for support. So... I have great confidence that they'll pull it off well, and it seems that everything's in motion. Just all these beautiful things are happening. And this summer, also, I'd like to bring to your attention that starting next week, I'm going to do a special 10-day meditative challenge. So are you ready for the 10-day meditative challenge? We're going to do online webinars, and you can sign up today on the website. So I would go to makinglifebrighter.com and sign up today because it'll be limited space. And every morning for 10 mornings, we're going to refocus, and it's called Retune Your Focus. And I'm really excited to bring this to you. It'll be many series like this, but Retune Your Focus. And this is just great. So we have quite a bit going on. I'd like you to go to the website and check that out. So go to makinglifebrighter.com and you can sign up today for Retune Your Focus, our 10-day meditative challenge. It starts on August 8th and every morning you can check in and quiet, de-stress, retune to the universal energies of light that are coming in for your benefit and watch your days align much better. I'm, I'm so excited to begin sharing these things with you. You know, it's not just all the formal meditative things that make our lives brighter. 
And the dedication I have to this show and all the things that go with it, including the writings that I do, which you can find on the website, are about consciousness. And they're about the things that bring us into alignment again. My whole life's work has been about bringing myself into alignment and bringing others into alignment through inspiration, through physical biomechanical rehab, through herbology, iridology, body system health, emotional healing, um, sound healing, all those things. So that's been my lifelong passion and it filters into my music and into my jewelry and all these other things. But it's the simple things in life that also just make our lives brighter. It's not always all the work. And we can do the work to clear patterns, clear our energy, clear everything. But at the end of the day, it's really about what joy that we feel and what joy that we emanate. Um, Tonight, I'm going to go and see Barbara Streisand in concert, and I am so excited. I am so excited. I can't wait. My dear Mario is coming with me again, and Mario, I took Mario to the Grammys with me this year, and we had a blast, and if you want to check that out, you can go back and look at it on my music Facebook page, which is Winifred Adams Music, and we had so much fun, (laughs) and he's going to come again, and we're going to go see Barbara, and... I can't wait. I just can't wait. And that's one little passionate joy that I was experiencing. So I was in the hair salon and it just so happened, of course, by complete serendipity, not, that this woman came along and she was the only one that could take me and we lost touch, but here she was and she'd done my hair in the past. So we catch up instantly and we're talking about all these great things and she's telling me about how her her family in Iran is so happy just to be together. And she said the difference between what I see in this culture, though we have so much, and the difference over there in in her original country is that families laugh over nothing and they're all together very often. So it's it's not so serious. And I really took that to heart as she was telling me these beautiful stories, stories about her culture, stories about how her family goes together places and they laugh and they're together. And I do see that quite a bit around here. But in general, it seems like there's a wave of tension, of heaviness, of seriousness in our country. And I suppose you could say that's true anywhere. But this was a good reminder today. It was a beautiful reminder of how silly we can be again, how childlike we can be inside, and it's delighting in one another, even over simple things like tea, where the world doesn't have to be a go get em world and a prove to the world that you can do this and that. You know, all our programming, our TV, and everything is teaching us that if we don't do this, we're less than. If we don't participate in that, we're left behind. Social media is doing the same thing. And she was so right on. She was just so glowing about how her family, as she remembered it, when they would get together and they would laugh and they'd pile in the car together and they'd go places. It was just the togetherness. So if nothing else, bring forward your togetherness. Take a moment to to find the silly delight in anything that you can. Take a moment to go forward with love in your heart, with joy in your heart, with 
a simplicity of radiation as you go forward speaking to people. And, you know, just that simple smile to the person that's checking you out, simple smile to anybody that you meet, it makes a difference. And being a kid again sometimes at heart makes a difference too. So we're going to go back into my interview now with Igor, and I invite you to stay with us. We have an amazing interview coming up. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you want to make a difference in the world? Join Making Life Brighter Radio to help create a free roam sanctuary for elephants in South America. Finally, there's a working solution for elephants on our planet. People often say they don't know what to do to help animals that are in danger. But now you can team up with Making Life Brighter Radio and your host, Winifred Adams, to give elephants from Brazil and Argentina the freedom to roam in a wild sanctuary in a remote area of Brazil. Free to socialize, heal, and live the life they were always meant to live. Your contribution will build the fences and the elephant care center for the massive free roam sanctuary and set these sacred animals free. Donate today and mention you heard it on Making Life Brighter Radio. Listen to the amazing series live from Brazil, where Winifred speaks to CEO and board president of the Global Sanctuary for Elephants. To donate and for more information, log on to globalelephants.org. You voted show host Winifred Adams Writer of the Year for her Making Life Brighter Consciousness Columns, Entertainer of the Year two years running for her Making Life Brighter radio show, and Humanitarian of the Year for the third year running for her healing work and work at John of God. Medical intuitive and host of the Voice America Making Life Brighter radio show, Winifred Adams is your resource for wellness and consciousness training. A master healer for 20 years with a worldwide and celebrity clientele, Winifred uses her unique gifts to to help those in need with physical, spiritual, and emotional ailments or trauma. Individuals and families may book private sessions in person or via Skype worldwide. Go to MakingLifeBrighter.com for more information. Enjoy Winifred's monthly articles with upwards of 30,000 fans. To buy music and subscribe to her Voice America radio show, visit iTunes worldwide. Follow along on Facebook at Making Life Brighter for her latest humanitarian effort to help move elephants in South America to a free roam sanctuary. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Welcome back to Making Life Brighter with Winifred Adams on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, the preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. For more information, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. If you have questions or comments, please email us at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. That's radio at makinglifebrighter.com. And now, back to the show with your host, Winifred Adams. And we're back. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio, and I'm your host, Winifred Adams. We have a very special guest for you today in our 
Conversations in Consciousness series. And I had the pleasure of sitting with this wonderful spirit and soul and this tremendous man who's actualized himself. And that was such a treat. And now he's here and he's going to speak with us today. Please welcome Igor Kufayevov, otherwise known as Vamadeva. Is that the way you say it? Say it, pronounce it. Vamadeva. Perfect. Yeah? Perfect. It's great to be here. Thank you. Thank you for coming, Igor. This is really special because we have a a series ongoing called Conversations in Consciousness on Making Life Brighter. And what we do is explore the idea of consciousness as it pertains to spirit, awakening, the understanding of why we're here, who we are. And you spoke to that so beautifully the night that I sat and listened to your talk and your sharing over at Lee's, actually, and I've actually interviewed Lee several times for the show, and we've had some interesting conversations as well, but tell us how it is that you came to understand yourself as, I would say, a very awakened and conscious being, because you've had a history in art, you've had a history in, you, well, actually, you came from Uzbekistan, is that the way mm-hmm. yes, I was born in Uzbekistan. Yeah, and then you've made your way now touring the world as a consciousness teacher, is that what you would call yourself? Well, I can call myself by many names. It doesn't really matter. It's not that, that important. Um, perhaps to make it clearer, I would like to first of all maybe break a linearity of the process itself because it may seem that there is an event in time which marks that radical departure known in modern spirituality as that shift of identity, shift of perception from identifying to that which essentially is known as this um, neurophysiology, as this body-mind organism um, with something which essentially empowers everything in that organism. And even that in itself is not essentially a point in time, although often we do refer to that because it's a distinctive departure. However, there is, in the progressive unfoldment of that process, what is being revealed is literally the progressive uncoilment or unfoldment of that which I call cellular memory. And in that unfoldment of the cellular memory, we realize that what have been maybe considered as point in time reveals that this process is not linear at all. And therefore, for instance, the first acknowledgement was that I was always that. Never was the time when I was not that. Meaning awake and and conscious. Yes. Mm -hmm. This was a very direct and very palpable, visceral realization. In other words, it wasn't just, okay, there were plenty of what could be called metaphysical, spiritual, or you know, experiences that one can share um, with the others and say, oh yes, I had this distinctive uh, sense that I'm not the body. I had this out-of-body experience, which I had plenty when I was, a, when I was in my childhood and as a teenager. Um, it was actually not that difficult even to depart from the body and, and, and have these experiences which will instruct me in, in a very direct way that there is an observer, there is the witness, witnessing consciousness that witnesses it all. And yet it still has that singularity of point in time because it then still returns into the body and then 
willingly identifies with the body through the period of time. This is not what I'm talking about here. The realization that that awareness has never ceased is of a different kind. And that brought back re-evaluation what was always already there. In other words, with this progressive um, unfoldment of grace, how I often refer to that, because I, I, I tend to now be very conscious when I speak about these matters so that we do not explain them away in terms of how very often we would like to hear about them. Because no matter how clear that process is, it is still deeply mysterious. And it has that fragrance of being utterly divine in its nature. An individual, would you say? Oh, yes. Each one has their own journey with exactly what you're talking about, even though it's under the same um, post-umbrella of consciousness. Yes, and that that what we understand by individual, you know, very often, is that what is in disguise, essentially, that individuality itself is still seldom understood, even in our culture, which is considered to be very advanced in many respects, in many ways, we're still pretty much struggling with the concept of what the individual is and what it is not. And the standpoint that I kind of feel very warm towards is that that individuality is essentially a very intimate affair with the dormant divinity which is there at all times, empowers everything, and yet is only eager to break through, break free, to, as it were, take charge what is already essentially there in a dormant uh, phase, in a dormant state, in that state Mm -hmm. of spontaneous slumber, that homeostasis. And that divinity is also not something that we can say absolutely the same with everyone. For example, Eastern spirituality, and I'm sure we can find the allusions in many, many other traditions, there are personalities of the goddess, literally. Personalities, various aspects to that goddess. So in other words, the goddess here expresses herself in many, many different ways. And then, then, it colors and empowers this, what we then mistakenly take as our individuality yeah. with all its traits of character. So it's very tantric, if you will. It, it has that very, very tantric what, flavor. What does tantric mean to you? Because I know that's a, a huge underpinning to your I entire know, it's life. I know, a time, so I'll have to make sure that I explain myself. <laughs> Thank you for directing me here, because it's a very tricky term. When I say tantric, it means not perhaps how tantra often understood both in East and West but perhaps what Tantra is essentially from the moment that term entered the cultural scene. And Tantra is essentially is inseparable from Vedic civilization. It originates in Atharva Ved, one of the four principal Vedas. Tantra deals essentially with very precise, very subtle methodologies of, aimed at transformation of consciousness. 
I often, when I try to break the existing, um, let's say, ideas or certain uh, fixed notions about what Tantra is, as opposed to what Tantra perhaps represents, is that I just say that consider that this is the neurophysiological path to enlightenment, where the body is viewed as the gate, the altar, and the offering itself. In other words, many spiritual paths advocate or even emphasize transcending the body as part of the greater greater appearance in consciousness, as part of the grand illusion. Whereas Tantra has a very different perspective because it works with that, which otherwise have to be essentially seen through or um, if you will, ignored at any cost. Mm -hmm. So in other words, this is what I understand Tantra to be. Neurophysiological path to enlightenment. So that what essentially stands as the greatest predicament here becomes the very doorways through which we are advised to walk through to our freedom. How difficult is it to do that for people on average? This is a very interesting question because many people consider Tantra to be a better, in inverted commas, more suitable path for a modern householder. Because Tantra says, yes, it's all embracing. Mm -hmm. It's not a reclusive uh, way of life. (coughs) Excuse me. Therefore, there is this assumption immediately born that somehow it is easier than the reclusive way of life because for a recluse uh, it's a tremendous amount of energy is required to converge that energy to converse, converge all this life force all this what is known as pranic forces internalized internalize to a degree where essentially one would have then a prerequisite to begin this work enormous task of transcending the world and do you, transcending the do you world. think of that as what we typically call in the West enlightenment? I don't know, to tell the truth. I'm still struggling with the concept in terms of how and what it represents as soon as we try to put it into language. Because there are very classical perspectives on what enlightenment is. Classical as literally staff of academic studies. You know, like in India, for instance, there are departments. If you go to Varanasi... Um, Benares, you can actually study different models of enlightenment which were born or presented by great colossal figures, these great Mahatmas, these great beings who stand as, um, who epitomize the process itself. And it's not always the same. Yeah, does time change that? In other words, we change because the times change, and so therefore the end result might be the same, but the the way in which it's interpreted or the way in which we get there might change? Again, I'm not that sure. Again, I wish <laughs> I, I knew more about it. We'll continue this conversation in just a minute. We'll be right back with more Igor. And Igor has his spiritual name, which is very special, called... Vamadeva. Vamadeva. Known as Vamadeva. So we'll be right back with more Ego here on Making Life Brighter Radio. Stay tuned.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you want to make a difference in the world? Join Making Life Brighter Radio to help create a free roam sanctuary for elephants in South America. Finally, there's a working solution for elephants on our planet. People often say they don't know what to do to help animals that are in danger. But now you can team up with Making Life Brighter Radio and your host, Winifred Adams, to give elephants from Brazil and Argentina the freedom to roam in a wild sanctuary in a remote area of Brazil. Free to socialize, heal, and live the life they were always meant to live. Your contribution will build the fences and the elephant care center for the massive free roam sanctuary and set these sacred animals free. Donate today and mention you heard it on Making Life Brighter Radio. Listen to the amazing series live from Brazil, where Winifred speaks to CEO and board president of the Global Sanctuary for Elephants. To donate and for more information, log on to globalelephants.org. You voted show host Winifred Adams Writer of the Year for her Making Life Brighter Consciousness Columns, Entertainer of the Year two years running for her Making Life Brighter radio show, and Humanitarian of the Year for the third year running for her healing work and work at John of God. Medical intuitive and host of the Voice America Making Life Brighter radio show, Winifred Adams is your resource for wellness and consciousness training. A master healer for 20 years with a worldwide and celebrity clientele, Winifred uses her unique gifts to to help those in need with physical, spiritual, and emotional ailments or trauma. Individuals and families may book private sessions in person or via Skype worldwide. Go to MakingLifeBrighter.com for more information. Enjoy Winifred's monthly articles with upwards of 30,000 fans. To buy music and subscribe to her Voice America radio show, visit iTunes worldwide. Follow along on Facebook at Making Life Brighter for her latest humanitarian effort to help move elephants in South America to a free roam sanctuary. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Welcome back to Making Life Brighter with Winifred Adams on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, the preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. For more information, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. If you have questions or comments, please email us at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. That's radio at makinglifebrighter.com. And now, back to the show with your host, Winifred Adams. We're back, and you're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio. I'm your host, Winifred Adams, and today we have a very special guest on our Continuing Consciousness series, and we have Igor Kofayevov, already known to us in the world as Vamadeva. And that means specifically what? <laughs> well, there are many different uh, interpretations. Vama is essentially beautiful, and Deva is, means divinity of God, but... Uh, Interpreted properly, it means one whose God is beautiful. It's the feminine aspect of the Absolute, which essentially uh, also Vama is the left side. 
and the left side is considered to be the left side of Shiva. Shiva here, not as the Trinity uh, within the Hindu iconography, but Shiva as that pure awareness. Mm -hmm. So Vamadeva is essentially also a name of one of the rishis who declared that he uh, knew it all in the mummy's tummy. So, <laughs> That's kind of a, a tongue twister there. And now, let's talk a little bit about your, your upbringing. Where did you originate from? And you have an accent. You can't, I, it's the East, right? Um, Uzbekistan? Yeah, I was born in Central Asia at the time, and it was still part of the Greater Soviet Union. And uh, that was some times ago, uh, almost five decades ago. Another lifetime ago, probably, right? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Could possibly be. And... Um, yeah. Did you know as a child that you were seeking this consciousness, awareness, this awakening, this... No, actually. Uh, if I'm honest, that as a child I did not seek anything. Uh, my childhood, when, as far as my memory goes back, was just that, the presence of that perpetual witness, which was periodically... Uh, interlaced with very, very extreme experiences of which I did not know, nor understand much, until maybe the th kind of the growth took over, you know, the, around the age of puberty and the thyroid gland and all the rest of it, and I found myself plunging into uh, creating art and learning craft and at quite an obsessive level, you know, that was a definitely a very driven. I, I literally lived it, you know, and it took me a while to understand that that in itself, how that sacred energy was expressing itself. Did you believe in God? Did you Were you brought up in a particular religion? No, not at all. No, I, I was brought up in a fairly atheistic environment, which Soviet Union was at the time, and although my father comes from a Muslim background and my mother comes from Christian background. It was absent in a sense from my parents' side. Uh, later on my mother was, became deeply religious very quickly and then she transcended even the boundaries of the given religion as she became meditator and you know she was a great influence on my life. Did that happen when you were awakening? In other words, did you influence her awakening, do you think, by your focus? Or was it simultaneous or the other way around? Again, it's hard to tell because the roles were exchanged and interchanged. At some point, there was this distinctive almost uh, guidance on that very gut level that was coming from my mother as she would wish for me to essentially leave that what she was already leaving and uh, being busy involved in the art career in London at the time because I moved to London in my mid-twenties and by the by my early thirties there was this radical shift where essentially I've realized that the most important for me is to reclaim that what I am and then my mother's influence became paramount essentially yeah. you know like just certain certain interactions and the interactions were very old fashioned in a sense they were through the letters through yeah. the written correspondence that's this sweet way though. before the you know, that's very sweet 
uh, <laughs> maybe occasional faxes, you know, fa- fax, you know, I still uh, yeah. u- use those days. And but later on, that dynamics have changed, and as I went through the quite um, dramatic and intense transformation, my mother was perhaps the first to recognize myself as her guide, and then it in turn initiated a second phase yeah. in her own unfoldment and she literally went like I, I even feel that the the first transmission of energy was from myself to my mother as a biological mother you know because she had all the manifestations of this what is accompanied usually of that process of transformation and of that process of transmission and I wasn't even it wasn't done consciously in any way all I said to my mother when I returned back to Uzbekistan and we sat to have breakfast I looked at her straight in the eyes and I said you know that you're not my mother <laughs> and she looked back at me with her uh, eyes like a child she essentially nodded her head and then she said eat, eat yeah. she, she did this paneer fried and turmeric she said eat, eat and when she said that I, I, suddenly I, I understood everything I understood something that meant to be understood on that level. That she is and she is not. Yeah. And it's like the wisdom was reflected and reflected back. And it was just profoundly beautiful. Profoundly beautiful. It was an acceptance of, of spirit, wasn't it? An acceptance of your essences, not, not the biological or, or linear, linear yeah. age. Yeah, it would have been devastating to hear for a parent something like that coming from their child. Yeah. And yet instead there was this immediate immediate recognition, acceptance, transcendence, and yet that line, eat, eat. Yeah. Was, she's still the mother. Yeah. She's still the mother. Well, it shows your respect for that as well and the love that goes between mother and son. In your in your case, you know, you you were honing your artistic skill. Tell us a little bit about your artistry at that time. Um, I have to make it clear that because very often people ask me uh, even till now do you still paint, do you still make works of art I don't in terms of what commonly understood as a work of art I don't create objects anymore so I'm very clear about that that at some point 16 years ago a last work of art was created and intuitively I knew that that would be it for a while. Until when, I keep my options open. I don't want to say that I am, I am or I am not. Yeah. <laughs> it's all in the hands of what, you know, whoever. Mm-hmm. But um, I've considered myself an artist, again, as far as my memory goes back. I, I think I've learned to hold brush, paint brush, before I held my spoon, as they say. So, Was it a remembering for you, or... I know you're saying it's automatic, but was it a remembering? And what kind of art did you focus on? What what was your expression? What came through your artistry? Visual beauty was always important to me. I used to give hard time to my single mother in the morning when she would get me dressed for a kindergarten, preschool. I would say, I'm not wearing this item with that item. <laughs> <laughs> so I must have had some ideas already back then. 
<laughs> I love it. And, uh, uh. and of course, later on, it became apparent that uh, everything was perceived through that fabric of visual harmony, and it became quite like I had my first mentor at the age of twelve. Did you? You know, yes, he was an art teacher. He was a great martial artist, poet, and painter, and he essentially, I would say, was instrumental in the way that he acknowledged that immediately, acknowledged that even among the peers with whom I was sharing this passion. And looking back, I don't, I can't see even what was there in terms of the actual um, output. Nothing in my childhood uh, essentially scribbles and drawings and paintings would indicate that there was anything special about it. I was just like any other kid, yet he saw something there. He saw something there, he even gave me a nickname and took me immediately to the group where I was essentially at least 10 years younger than the youngest. And it was very, very peculiar. It's like my life was changed. Suddenly I have realized that this is what is going to be very important for me. Mm-hmm. At that time you didn't know much about your quest for consciousness. You no. just... We're in and living what was happening to you as a young man. And when you exited out of your artistry and came around to your awakening, how would you describe that awakening? And, And what did it do for you at that point as a pivotal moment in your life? How did your life literally change from that awakening? I know that you, you're saying things aren't just one time. They aren't in a one, like on October 12th, da-da-da. It may be, but it may not be. So what in that place and time, what happened to you? Well, there were, first of all, there were a series of successive, I would say, minor awakenings, which were usually happen in the middle of, a night, usually when I would suddenly wake up, and usually when there was some kind of uh, existential pressure in my life of of some sorts, you know, breaking up, you know, a relationship or this pressure for uh, survival, existence, you know, young artist life in a large mega capital in London, you know. Life was filled with all these contrasts, you know. And though I had a tremendous success quite early on, there was still a lot of, a lot of that existential pressure from the outside, which then, to me, was perceived as from the outside. And of course, it was very deep. It was deeply internal. Though waking up suddenly and like I remember this, at least three distinctive moments when I sat up in bed, and it was raining outside. And just hearing that sound of rain on the leaves and the window was open, it was the summer, and just hearing the sound of rain and the smell of the wet grass and, you know, of the communal garden, the leaves, suddenly, very, very, it's like, was like the wave into my heart and out through my heart, it just opened it up and everything that was, that was essentially squeezing me down was 
utterly irrelevant. All this was taken away completely. Did you feel joyful or did you feel content? I just felt this tremendous sense of freedom. Freedom and at the time, of course, I would attribute that, that you know, I don't give a damn about what's going to happen. You know, I'm just here and what have you. Well, it was very raw, spontaneous, and not at all, um, if you will, it lacked the refinement that came later. I see. Well, on that note, we'll be right back with more Igor. And you're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio. If you'd like to find out more about Igor, you can go to www.igorkufayevev.vamadeva.com. And I'll spell that when we come back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you want to make a difference in the world? Join Making Life Brighter Radio to help create a free roam sanctuary for elephants in South America. Finally, there's a working solution for elephants on our planet. People often say they don't know what to do to help animals that are in danger. But now you can team up with Making Life Brighter Radio and your host, Winifred Adams, to give elephants from Brazil and Argentina the freedom to roam in a wild sanctuary in a remote area of Brazil. Free to socialize, heal, and live the life they were always meant to live. Your contribution will build the fences and the Elephant Care Center for the massive free roam sanctuary and set these sacred animals free. Donate today and mention you heard it on Making Life Brighter Radio. Listen to the amazing series live from Brazil where Winifred speaks to CEO and board president of the Global Sanctuary for Elephants. To donate and for more information, log on to globalelephants.org. You voted show host Winifred Adams Writer of the Year for her Making Life Brighter Consciousness Columns, Entertainer of the Year two years running for her Making Life Brighter radio show, and Humanitarian of the Year for the third year running for her healing work and work at John of God. Medical intuitive and host of the Voice America Making Life Brighter radio show, Winifred Adams is your resource for wellness and consciousness training. A master healer for 20 years with a worldwide and celebrity clientele, Winifred uses her unique gifts to to help those in need with physical, spiritual, and emotional ailments or trauma. Individuals and families may book private sessions in person or via Skype worldwide. Go to MakingLifeBrighter.com for more information. Enjoy Winifred's monthly articles with upwards of 30,000 fans. To buy music and subscribe to her Voice America radio show, visit iTunes worldwide. Follow along on Facebook at Making Life Brighter for her latest humanitarian effort to help move elephants in South America to a free roam sanctuary. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Welcome back to Making Life Brighter with Winifred Adams on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, the preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. For more information, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. If you have questions or comments, please email us at 
radio at makinglifebrighter.com. That's radio at makinglifebrighter.com. And now, back to the show with your host, Winifred Adams. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio, and that was Igor. And I want to say a special thank you for Igor coming to be with us in part one of this continuation of Conversations in Consciousness series that we're doing. That was delightful, and there's more to come. So stay tuned as I put out some more shows with Igor. And even Jeff Fasano, um, the channeling of Archangel Michael, and uh, Jeff's life and how he's come to be a channel for Archangel Michael. So stay tuned. We have lots more coming up. I even have shows coming with um, the Holtorf Medical Clinic and Dr. Holtorf that has clinics all across the U.S. now, and he's doing special hormone balancing. He has some very special research on cancer as it relates to progesterone therapy. So that'll be coming up. Uh, Boy, we have quite a bit, quite a bit of fun things. And... That was just amazing. I hope that you feel the gentleness and the love in what just came through. That was a great conversation. Um, I love that. I just love that. Uh, I'm a nerd for consciousness. (laughs) You can find all the archives (laughs) on makinglifebrighter.com on the radio tab. And be sure to sign up today to join me in our 10-day meditative challenge which is called retune your focus and i'm very excited for that i'm very excited for what's going on there let's do that we're going to do it next week so join me um we have quite a bit to catch up to as our world is shifting very very quickly and unlike any other time in history we have a tremendous opportunity to kind of catch this wave of unfolding consciousness and move it up into our own consciousness to capture that energy that's coming through. Um, You know, as the sun gives off these solar flares in the last few years and it changes our magnetosphere on the planet and our planet moves through this photon belt, there is a vibratory shift that's going on and the earth herself is kind of evolving and we need to evolve to meet that as a biological being on the planet. And doing that, we will do it via some focus with the Retune Your Focus series that I'm going to do and the 10-day meditative challenge. So each day we're going to do a little bit in the morning and you'll love it. It's, it's great and it's going to start next week. And so you can jump on board and be part of that. We'll be doing more classes coming up in Boston and I'll be in Boston in the fall. So if you'd like to come to a special iridology and um, all, all different modalities class I'm going to do. And like I did last time, give a talk on EFT. So you can check that out. I'll post that on the website in the next few weeks. So stay tuned there. You can find things on Facebook at Making Life Brighter. And you can always, of course, email me if you have a question or if you'd like to hear something at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. You guys are amazing. You know, we've had over 30,000 listeners here in Malibu alone, and I don't even think there's that many residents here. (laughs) So that's really sweet, and I'm very excited to share all this with you. It is truly my heart's delight to do this. Um, In addition to that, we will be focusing as we go forward on more ways in which you can be joyful and how you capture that joy. So 
if you are feeling a little stressed out or you're recognizing your body systems are really challenged in this last month or two, just know that there's been a tremendous heavy pressure on everyone to kind of clean up some of their dark side and their karma while the planet itself is going through some bumpy times and just collectively we all have been going through some bumpy times. So be kind to yourself. Be loving. This is a time in which to really just delight and enjoy and take the energies of August now and begin to write down, for example, the things that you really want in the world. What is it that would really feed your soul? What is it? Dream big for a little while. Write it down. This is an energy wave now after the heavy energy of June and July to catch this and sort of unfold into what it is you want to co-create. And being a witness to your creation is being willless, really. But at the same time, having an intention, whether it's an intention to discipline more, an intention to eat better, an intention to uh, find more joy in your life, to laugh more, go out and have some more fun, whatever it might be, take some time now and journal it, write it down, Re reassess what it is you're focusing toward. The energies have really shifted in the last two months and they will shift again coming up, but this is a great time to take that time and look at what you're doing. Give yourself some opportunity to go within, ground a little bit by breathing deeply all the way through your feet as though your feet are buried in the earth plane. And just let your gut go and let your shoulders drop, let everything fall away. And just sit quietly with yourself a little bit. Find out what it is that's really in your heart right now. And it will point the direction for the oncoming months. So you have an opportunity and the world can move you, but you are creating your world. I have a sign in my office from my teacher, my meditation teacher, that says, you're a co-creator 24-7. And what are you creating? And that is so true. What are you creating? What are we creating? Collectively, even. Are we focused on scary things or are we focused on all the beautiful things that are still happening out there? And there are many, many beautiful things that are making our world better and brighter and lighter. So I encourage you to focus on that and tune out some of the negativity and amplify up the light and be a part of it. Um, this is an opportunity in history and in time for us to really not just succeed in business, which is the whole thrust of what you see out in the world right now, but succeed within yourself. Succeed for the sake of yourself and for you. That's really what you'll pass down to your children and generations to come. Money is just an extension of energy, but the actual transformation of values, of thought process, of heart, it's, there's a picture in my office of a lamb and a lion laying down side by side. In order for the lion to lay down with the lamb, the heart of each needs to be transmuted so that there's love that's radiating and it doesn't become an animalistic instinct instead. And that's what we're overcoming. We're overcoming programming, lots of programming. 
And this is a time in a year, a nine year to clean up our karma and go into next year, which is a one year in numerology. And that one year is like a, a shooting us out of a rocket. So everything can begin anew for you. And whatever your cycle is as well can be very powerful. So look forward to that and begin designing that now. This is a great month to do that. And I'll look forward to having you all with me. So I hope that you'll sign up for the 10-day meditative challenge and come along with us. Retune your focus. And you can go to makinglifebrighter.com to check that out. If you have any questions, email me directly at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. I hope you all have a wonderful day. This has been a great show. I look forward to next week and the upcoming weeks of August into September. Go jolly, everybody. Go and make someone else's life brighter today. Love you all. Have a sweet day. Thank you for listening to Making Life Brighter on the Health and Wellness Channel. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 10 a.m. for information, inspiration, and education with leading experts in healing and consciousness. For more information and a complete show schedule, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. Making Life Brighter, successfully helping you feel better from the inside out. Go Jolly! Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.